listening to the Detox and Chill podcast with Meg and Beck. It's our mission to share how we pursue our passion for wellness while balancing our real-world corporate jobs. This is a place where green juice and wine are interchangeable and nothing is off-limits. Instead of finding yourself down an internet black hole, we'll be bringing the experts straight to you so that your burning questions can be answered. So sit back and relax on your office chair yoga mat and enjoy the episode. Um, so <laughs> I have a great story for you. I'm not going to lie. I've heard a preview of this and I can't believe you're laughing right now. <laughs> funniest thing ever <clears throat> at least i think so um so da 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 on the train <laughs> that's like a perfect way to start it i feel like that's me when i used to take the tea to work yeah. just like, like do 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 like <laughs> um so i take the train the tea that's what we call it here in boston every morning to work um and so usually i'll watch a show or i'll listen to a podcast mostly podcasts but um on this particular day, um, I was watching Grey's Anatomy because I don't be mad at me. I've never watched I've it I've never before. watched either. Oh, okay, good. Is I'm it worth it? Yeah, it's really good. I just remember that in like middle school, that was all I the know. rage. Like, and my parents were like, that's inappropriate. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it was like one of the first shows that I like wasn't allowed to watch, but like I really wanted to watch. And all my friends were like, oh, yeah, Grey's, blah, 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 Meredith yeah. and Derek. Um, so anyway, I'm watching that now and I was on like the third episode or something watching on the train and I had at this point I'd been on the train for like 25 minutes. So, you know, all good. And suddenly I get so hot and just like sweating. And like we've talked about this before. I don't sweat out of my armpits. <laughs> it's weird, but it doesn't happen. It's amazing. It's what it is. I started sweating out of my armpits. I started sweating from my head. Like it was dripping. And I so like, it was. I, I didn't know there were drips. Yeah, it was like <laughs> dripping down my face, and so I'm like, "What is happening to me?" And like, yeah. I was like, "Okay, maybe the train's just really hot." So I take off my. I think I had like a denim jacket on. Yeah. So I take that to off. To be fair, the tea in the summer for anyone yeah. who has not experienced that, you don't need to because no. it's it gets hot, disgusting. Yeah. Um, so I take my jacket off and I'm like fanning myself and I'm like, oh, okay. At this point, were you it. worried that you were attracting attention or you were like, I feel um, so awful that I wasn't, I, yeah, wasn't even really thinking about like people yeah. around me. I was just like yeah. fanning myself aggressively, like yeah. trying to cool down, starting feeling a little bit queasy. So I put my phone away or like turn off Netflix and have my, and I have a work phone and a personal phone. So I have those in my hands and like suddenly <laughs> I am down in the guy's lap next to me like down for the count and like all I remember is like kind of like coming to and I'm like l- being lifted up by this man next to me and oh he's like are you okay like do I need to call God. someone like what's going on like just kind of like trying to figure out because I'm sure it freaked him out oh yeah this girl just like limped well, over any weird movement or like anything on the tee that's not you just sitting in your seat i feel like people right. will look at you like you're some pariah and they're exactly. like get away you know <laughs> right um and so he's like what like what do you need me to do and i'm like no like i'm fine like at this point i'm like very fuzzy it's like in a movie where it's like you know like moving around a lot and like it's such a weird feeling to f- like faint or pass out so i'm like coming to and i realize that the tea driver is like 
this stop, Park Street, you know, whatever yeah. they say. And I'm like, crap, I need to get off the train. So I'm like trying to grab all my stuff. Like most of it's on the floor oh at my this God. point. And you're so lucky that, you know. Seriously, like anybody could know. have taken my Anyone. stuff. Anyone. Yeah. And there's also homeless people who mm-hmm. ride the T. I don't know. You're lucky that. <laughs> I know. It would, you in... it would have been so easy for somebody yeah. to take all of my belongings. So. He, like, walks me out of the train because um, I need to get off. And there's a bench. And I'm, like, I'm just going to, like, stay here. He's, like, are you sure you don't need me to call someone? I'm, like, no. Yeah. <laughs> Do not call anyone. Like, just leave me oh alone. I'm, like, but thank you, sir. he got off the train. Yeah, he was getting off as well. And he was, like, mid-40s, like, well-dressed. So, like A dad. A dad. Like, lucky it <sighs> wasn't, like, a who knows. Hashtag dad Who life. I would have fallen into somebody's random lap. Um, so I just like put my backpack down. I like lay there for a second and then like a minute later, I'm like, I feel great. I'm going to walk to work. And for anyone who doesn't know the park stop, I'm laughing because there's literally like so many people there in the morning commute. And I just imagine you laying (laughs) on the bench, bench, just like not a care in the world, just hanging out. It's fine. Yeah. So then I get up and I walk to work and I feel fine and I don't. I have no idea what happened. I can't believe you went to work. <laughs> no I idea. might have thrown in the towel. It was the strangest thing I've ever experienced. But it hasn't happened again, It right? hasn't. And I've watched Grey's Anatomy on the train again. Same situation. Same everything. And I've been fine. So. Weird. Yeah. So that's the story for today. You're Weird. welcome. <laughs> <laughs> How to get those electrolytes in. Replenish them. Totally. All right. Okay. All right. Hi, everybody. Welcome Hi. back to the Detox Hi, and Chill podcast. Can we call you fam? I Except don't know. Squad. Is that weird? I like squad better, I yeah. think. The DNC squad. Yeah. Cool. DNC has a good ring it to does. it. It does. Totally unplanned. Totally unplanned. Yeah. It's good, though. It is I good. Like it. I like it. I approve. Um, so today's episode we are pumped about. I feel like we say that every week. I know. Like, we need to come up with something else. So excited. A different word for pumped, maybe. We do. Look up some synonyms. Like beefed up about. <laughs> no? Okay. <laughs> jazzed. We are We're totally so jazzed, jazzed today. about this episode. Um, so we have... <laughs> <laughs> beefed up? <laughs> like just I'm just <laughs> you're gonna have to cut this out I'm, I'm not just cutting gonna... it out I'm not cutting it out oh my god oh man I'm so beefed up about this episode you good Meg you good ah <laughs> uh, that's great anyways, anyways. I'm beefed up <laughs> I'm super excited so Jess. well you know Jess you know Jess the best <laughs> Okay, this is going to be a struggle. (laughs) Okay, so Jess. Jess Sukan, she is amazing. So I met Jess um, at the beginning of this year um, through her mom, which (laughs) sounds really weird. Um, But her mom is an amazing lady, Candace Birch. Um, She'll be on the podcast soon. But um, Jess is a health coach, and I started with her at the beginning of this year as my health coach, and I have bi-weekly conversations with her on the phone um and she has just really helped me through a lot of stuff um things that I wasn't expecting to kind of work through mm-hmm. um and Jess is just the happiest most supportive most bubbly just 
just like unconditional yeah. support. I don't know. I feel like whenever you're starting new, it's all something new. It's always a fear that no one's going to be like, you're doing a great job. You're on the right track. Like no one's going to support you mm-hmm. from day one. Yeah. Jess has been the most supportive, just emailing us, like telling us mm-hmm. we're doing an awesome job. She's loving what we're doing. Mm-hmm. When we did our first giveaway, she was like one of the biggest supporters. So we're just fans. Yeah, I I think when you think about women supporting women, like Jess's picture should yes. be right yes. there. Yes, she's the headshot. Yeah. 100%. Um so in the episode we talk about um just kind of changes that your body goes through, how to cope with those, um different just simple tips that you can use to make help yourself feel better if you're kind of feeling like you're in a slump. Mm-hmm. Um self-care. Huge she's self-care like the fan. self care queen i feel Mm -hmm. like she had so many great tips that you can that are actually attainable too Mm -hmm. because that's the thing that's my thing is like it's great to have like a two-hour meditation routine in the morning but Mm -hmm. unfortunately with a corporate job it's not something i can actually do so i appreciated that she was realistic about it and even if it's just taking a couple deep breaths for yourself in the morning just taking that time Mm -hmm. um so, yeah, I feel like I learned a lot from yeah, her. Yeah, we could have talked for hours. Um, and she has a really awesome group coaching session, a few sessions coming up. So make sure you listen all the way to the end because I know you do anyways. But <laughs> listen all the way to the end so you can get the details on those mm-hmm. um, because they're going to be really cool. And Megan and I will both be signed up for those. Yeah, so you so. can catch us in the yeah. catch us in the group on that. We're, yeah. we're super beefed. <laughs> So beefed up. <laughs> Why did I say? I don't that? know. <laughs> I've like been sitting here trying to hold it. It's like a church laugh. Like, did you ever laugh when you were in church and your mom would like pinch you yes. across the pew? Yep. That's what's happening right now. Oh man. But we're we're really excited about it. So we think you'll really love this episode. Mm-hmm. Don't forget to rate and review. It really helps us. We've read every single review and just cried basically yeah, tears basically. of joy <laughs> i mean we get these random reviews not random great reviews in and it's just like we screenshot it and we're like I know. did you see this <laughs> i know it's like i don't know it's every day every time we see one it just makes our day so mm-hmm. thank you guys keep them coming mm-hmm. keep telling your friends let's get the word out um but we hope you enjoy this episode we love you guys bye All right, so this week we have Jess Sukan, who we've shouted out on our podcast already, so mm-hmm. hopefully you guys already looked her up, but she um, is my health coach. She, um, she lives in California, and she is one of those people that as soon as you talk to her or as soon as you listen to her, you know that she's just this ball of positive energy, um, and you want to be around her. That's what made me want to work with her. So I'm really excited to have her on the podcast. I talk yeah. to her often, and I'm glad that we have you on, Jess. So thank you so much. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. That was so nice. That was like, the best intro. I really appreciate it. So happy to be with you guys, or ladies. It's so true, though, because I think even with the podcast, like the first time we talked on the phone and just were throwing around the idea of you coming on, it was like nothing but 1,000% support. And mm-hmm. I was like, 
Becky, is this real life? Like, she's so <laughs> awesome and supportive. And I think, like, unfortunately, it's kind of rare to find that. So, oh, well, I appreciate that. I feel the same way about you, which is why I am so honored to be here. You both just exude that same kind of energy. And I've, I've loved listening so far. It's been great. Thanks. Well, this has been a great love fest. I love it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, okay, so let's tell everybody about your story, Jess, because it is so inspiring, um, and I think we can all learn a lot from it. So take it away. Sure. Um, it's so funny. I feel like I've been asked this a lot, but I still struggle with kind of condensing it or boiling it down to one thing because um, my story doesn't start like, oh, two years ago I decided to become a health coach. It really, my story started in high school and, you know, that was, gosh, so many years ago now. And, um, you know, it really started when I quit swim team. I was super athletic. I was on swim team. I was on volleyball team and I was just a little, you know, skinny peg. I didn't really need to do anything or think about my weight. You know, I grew up with a health educator mother and a dad who always made us, you know, super healthy buckwheat pancakes on the weekends and juice, fresh carrot juice. I never, never really thought about it. And then, um, as soon as I quit my sports senior year of high school, I think I put on like 40 pounds in a couple months. Wow. And yeah. And it was like, I, I think I, I mean, I clearly noticed that my gene sizes were going up, but at that age, I never really weighed myself. And so you know, it wasn't until my family actually brought it to my attention because they were concerned about me. And it was such a lot of weight in a short period of time. And, you know, I was got very self-conscious when I had never been self-conscious before. And, you know, like never wanted to show my arms and just started dressing completely differently. And I, I started to, I learned about dieting and that really started my 10 plus years of getting into the yo-yo diet world. And it was like everything from, in those 10 years, it became everything from Atkins, which was like one of the very first diets I tried to, um, you know, of course, calorie counting, macro tracking, um, HCG injections. Um, What's gosh, I, uh, you inject yourself with this hormone and it's supposed to keep you from being hungry because it's a hormone that pregnant women produce to protect their baby. Wow. So... You inject yourself with it and you eat like 500 calories a day and supposedly that's supposed to satiate you and it's totally healthy, quote unquote. But um, yeah, that's another story that I actually did when I was a little bit older after college um, and it was, you know, I experienced a lot of really awful side effects doing that and just no energy. I got so sore, like terrible muscle fatigue. I could barely straighten my hair, like lift oh my, my arm, God. straighten my hair. That's insane. Uh, yeah, it was crazy. And so, um, but I tried all these diets and I would lose weight and gain it back and lose it and gain it back. And it was like, I've probably lost and gained 40 pounds. I want to say like four or five times. And if not a total of 40, it was like, would lose 10, gain 20, lose five gain 10. And, um, yeah. So throughout college, you know, it got almost more obsessive because I then was, you know, in, ser- in a serious relationship and the guy I was dating was kind of emotionally abusive, not kind of was very emotionally abusive and really made me feel down on myself a lot of the time. So I would work out like crazy with him during the week 
super restrict my calories, knowing that I wanted to go out and binge drink and get fourth meal with my friends on the weekends. Mm -hmm. And so I just felt like, well, if I'm perfect during the week, then I can just do whatever I want on the weekends and, and not think about it. And then, and when I was eating perfectly, quote unquote, it wasn't perfect. I was just restricting my calories. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, and I, I remember one time I did the master cleanse with my best, one of my best friends, which is you drink like lemon cayenne ginger water for four days. It's supposed to be, I think it's supposed to be two weeks or at least seven to 10 days. And we, you know, they tell you do yoga, you know, really focus on self care. don't really do much, but she and I were trying to lift heavy weights every single day and go on the treadmill and not eat and go to school. And so we both just felt horrible. We ended up making a bet and the loser, whoever quit first had to buy the other one a pizza. And (laughs) both of us to this day will not be the one to admit that we quit it. We quit. Um, We can't remember who did, but regardless, (laughs) an hour later, we were at Pegasus Pizza, this pizza, eating like a full pizza, pesto cheese pizza, ate the whole thing. I mean, crazy. So yeah, so it kind of, so college was, you know, lots of stories in college, but that's kind of um, that. And then after college, I was single for the first time in four years. And so I kind of just had fun being single. And that meant going out a lot, dancing a lot, drinking a lot. Um, met my husband, my now husband, and we ended up going and teaching English in Korea for a year abroad. And That's when I met him, so cool. <laughs> yeah, it was thinking back on it, it's pretty amazing. We we met and it was like within three months we were looking into wow. certification courses. Um we both just really wanted a change of scene. I was working at an international or a national, sorry, weight loss clinic um, at the time as a consultant, actually. And I was helping people lose weight. Um, but the diet that we would put these people on was so restrictive that, you know, they were constantly coming back and doing the program again because they just put all the weight back on and they would blame themselves. They'd be like, oh, the program works, but it's me. I can't stick to it. Um, and so, and I was trying to do the diet that these clients were doing at the same time. And that was one of their service offerings was the HGC or HCG. So that's when I was injecting myself, shaking, feeling terrible and trying to coach clients. And, oh my God. and you know, it was just too much. And I had such incredible results with some of my clients and I grew so close to a lot of them, but I think that company just put a really bad taste in my mouth. I was like, this is way too restrictive. I didn't feel good. You know, there's a, there is a quota, um, that we had to meet for sales. I felt like I was constantly having to push product on clients and I just didn't like that. And so, yeah, we, you know, I was ready for a change. So when my husband said he wanted to change, we just decided let's do something totally crazy and different. And so we went abroad and taught for a year and, you know, I didn't, you know, I'd lost this weight and I wanted to maintain it, but I wanted to lose more. So while I was in Korea, I was calorie restricting and again, going out on the weekend, staying up till six in the morning, going to their like super clubs and drinking soju, which is their like rice wine alcohol, which makes you so drunk if you drink one bottle, which costs less than a dollar. Wow. Oh my um, God. <laughs> yeah. So I would, I would have the worst hangovers and just be eating pizza all weekend. And you know, when I was hungover and grape popsicles, I remember <laughs> watching Netflix all day. And, um, yeah. And so 
you know, it was like, I knew something had to change and I got so obsessive. Even my husband, I feel so bad for him, but he, he would pull away my fitness pal app for me and, and tell me to take a break because it was making me a little psychotic. And I would freak out on him. Like I would get panic attacks if he tried to take it away from me. And, um, and it just wasn't healthy. And so when we moved back, I, you know, flash forward a few years, we were in Portland a, a couple of years before we moved to LA and uh, before we got married and then moved to LA. And I started to, um, kind of be more in tune with my body and start to figure out what foods really made me feel good and wasn't really calorie restricting anymore. When I moved to LA, especially I ended up working in event production and then in marketing and PR and I, my weight was more consistent, so I wasn't really worrying so much about that. But, um, and I was, I was eating healthier, healthier, not, not to where I am now. But um, I ended up being getting so stressed out from my job and PR. I had no work-life balance. I was always on call. I managed a bunch of social media accounts, so if anything happened like a flash sale or anything on the weekends, I'd have to leave whatever I was doing and go work. And I just started getting really, really stressed. I would spend like 10 hours on my computer screen without taking a lunch break. I always went into work an hour early. I was usually one of the last people to leave. Um, and, and I started developing these debilitating migraines, migraine headaches. And they were so bad that I was I had to go to urgent care a couple times. I had to lay in a dark room at home, not have my husband come home because we lived at a studio in a studio at the time. He couldn't come oh back because I couldn't handle even looking or talking to someone. Um, and so I'd just be laying in the dark for like days on end, just and then I'd be trying to get back to work, but I kept getting them and it, just, it was terrible. And so I just went to doctors. I, I saw multiple doctors and they all prescribed me Vicodin. Imitrex, all these different migraine medications. And they would tell me that there's no cure for migraines. You just have to take this medication, knock it out of your system and go back to work. Oh my and, gosh. Yeah. So it was really discouraging, but at the same time I needed to get back to work. So I was willing to do whatever it took. So I took the medication. I, you know, I, the headache would, go away after a day or so and then I'd go back to work and boom I'd get another migraine like two more days and it just kept happening it was like this cycle so I finally took matters into my own hands and I ordered this book I don't even know how I found it mm -hmm. nobody recommended it to me I think I just found it doing a search because I was so desperate mm -hmm. and it was called uh, Heal Your Headache the 123 program and it was basically written by this holistic nutri or not nutritionist but neurologist who has cured thousands of patients of their migraines oh, wow. um, completely holistically. And one of the first things he tells you to do is flush down the toilet all of your prescription medications and get off coffee. Oh, my gosh. Like cold turkey. Yeah. I mean, he said you can prolong the inevitable if you want mm -hmm. and wean yourself off, but wow. you might as well just get it done. Right. Wow. And so I did it. And I, at the time, I was drinking five – Maybe not five, but three to five cups of coffee a day. Oh, I've been there. Man. Been there, girl. Right? Mm -hmm. It's so, yeah. I mean, I couldn't imagine. I remember going to bed at night excited to wake up the next morning because I got to drink coffee. Wow. That's such intense. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. So not to get too deep into the book, although that is something that I really like to talk about. I, he, he goes into like a whole, um, uh, elimination diet that you do because there's so many different foods that can be triggers for people with migraines, not even just unhealthy foods, but it's everything from like nuts to bananas to avocados. Wow. Um, It was a very intense elimination, but it's a therapy. It's not a diet. You know, once you're through it, um, you don't have to do it again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so it was like four months and I was totally willing to do whatever it took. And then I did that. And then there's a lot of self-care things you have to do, but he teaches you that migraines are rebound. Uh, they can be rebound headaches from prescription medications that make you addicted to them. So anytime you come off of them, you're actually withdrawing, which causes a headache. And then you just go through this cycle. And so they keep you sort of on these medications because you can't, every time you get off of them, you get another migraine. That's so backwards. And migraines are so debilitating too. Like I think when we actually had a guest on um, who suffers with chronic migraines. And I think for me before that episode, I think it's easy for anyone who's never had one before to think it's just, oh, it's just a headache. Mm -hmm. Take some Advil. It'll go away. But it's not. Like you were saying, it's debilitating. You have to be, you had to be in a dark room. Your husband couldn't come home. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, no, it is terrible. Like it, and people don't really understand because if they don't see you, it's not physical. And so they can't really tell. And then, and, and people don't really get, they're like, Oh, I've had a migraine before, but it's like, no, you mm-hmm. maybe had a really bad headache. Right. But a migraine is like, depending on the type of migraines you get, I mean, mine, I would be sorry, TMI, but like projectile vomiting. Oh, oh my gosh. Uh, so yeah. So like you literally can't do anything. You can't look at like an in, I couldn't look at an inch of light on my screen. Like I couldn't, I mean, when you're sick with the stomach flu, not that it feels good, but at least you can like maybe watch Netflix or mm-hmm. something and like yeah. you can't do anything. You can't do anything. So yeah. So I mean, I went on this journey of, and I decided to cure myself. And as I started to cure myself, I realized this is something that I really want to help other people do and not only cure myself of migraines, but show people, you know, it changed the entire way that I, I was feeding my body and fueling my body. And I was seeing changes in my physical body as well. And I decided to sign up for the Institute for Integrative Nutrition and get my board certified health coaching degree. And in order to do that, I just decided with the help of many, many pep talks with my sister, many, many pep talks with my husband, Josh, many with my parents, I needed to quit my job in order to go to school and start to take on clients because even though IAN is great in the sense that you can have a full-time job and still do it um, because it's online, my job was so demanding that there's no way. And I also would have been even more stressed having to add that on, which is not the purpose of me doing it. Um, So I quit my job. I took a leap of faith and I um, went back to school. I started serving at a restaurant. I started doing freelance social media. Um, So I would serve like five nights a week and just study in the day. And then I would do like some freelance social media posting and, you know, was getting my degree. And then I started taking some clients, um, some friends for clients and just started building. And that's kind of how I got to where I am. And, and really it was, the school, it was my own journey with my migraines, my own journey with yo-yo dieting that I really figured out, 
a way to eat and to live that was about balance and not about restriction or deprivation. So I want to back up a little bit because, as you know, Becky and I both have corporate jobs. And I'm just kind of putting myself in your shoes and having like the sinking stomach feeling a little bit, even though you're going to pursue your dream, like there's always that voice. At least this is what I've I found with myself that's saying like, no, just stay like it's fine. You know, you'll get through it. So what was that decision like for you to ultimately leave your job? You mean the voices in my head? Yeah. Yeah. Just like in general, how did you work through that and kind of get the confidence to actually do it? It was hard because my team was a small team. We were at a large agency, but our team was the digital arm of this PR firm. So it was almost like a startup within an agency. Mm -hmm. So there was only three of us in the LA office and then about five of us give or take in the New York office. And so the three of us became really, really close. We, everyone called us the three musketeers. Like we would take coffee breaks together. We would walk and do little mini photo shoots. Like we just had so much fun together and, um, I didn't want to let them down. We Mm -hmm. had big projects, major clients, and I was the only one that managed all of the social media accounts and I did a lot. And so, and they did a lot too. I mean, so it was like, we were just this tight knit group and Honestly, what held me back more from the fear of taking the leap was disappointing them mm-hmm. and and leaving at this time when we were so busy. And so it really just took, I think it's my advice to anyone thinking of doing it is have someone or a few people that ground you that you can talk to and that you know are going to give you sound, unbiased advice and that was my sister and that was my husband and a couple of friends. But really my sister was my rock because she has an entrepreneurial spirit as well. And she's gone through a lot of similar situations as I have. And we just talked through it time and time again. Like I'd come over after work and we would talk through, we'd weigh the pros and cons and, and, you know, it was like, ultimately she, she kept saying, Jess, the timing is never going to be right. It's mm-hmm. never going to be right. Like you just have to do it. And everyone is going to understand. Like they've seen what you've been through. Mm-hmm. They, My team was so supportive that they bought me like a massage one oh, day because wow. they put their money together and sent me a massage because they were like, you just need to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. And, and so they were just, they were so amazing. And ultimately it just took that. It was like, I needed a lot of talks mm-hmm. and, encouragement and just kind of setting myself up. Like it's not embarrassing. It was a pride thing too. I yeah. was like, well, I'm going to serve. I'm totally. like, I served like three years ago or four years ago. I thought I was done with that. Like mm-hmm. when I took off that apron, I thought I was never going back to serving again. Yeah. And that's kind of embarrassing, but it's not embarrassing. It's amazing that there are these jobs that afford us the ability to work at night, to make money, to hustle and grow our businesses at the same time. And I made incredible friendships there. And so many servers, especially in LA, I don't really, I can even think of one server there who was just a career server. Mm-hmm. Everybody else was building businesses. They were actors, they were models, they were doing whatever. Um, so honestly, it was a great solution. And, um, you know, once I finally decided, you know, it's, it's okay. Like, this is what I... I need to do and it's going to ultimately allow me to grow the business that is going to 
be my everything, hopefully, um, it was worth it. So I just did it and it was the best feeling ever. It was the best day ever. That's so cool. Um, so how long did it take you to get from that point, the day you quit your job to a place where you could quit serving? Cause I know you're not doing that anymore and you could just focus on your business full time. Um, maybe about a year and a half. Oh, wow. That's quick. Yeah. Yeah. That I is quick. Like... I thought you were going to say like three years, four Almost years. Almost two years. Almost two years. I think uh-huh. I would have to look back at my timeline, but at least a year and a half. And awesome. Um, yeah, it was less than two, but definitely about a year and a half. And, um, yeah, it was, and that time honestly flew by. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, the first, the schooling is a year long. So I really just focused on making money and going to school the first year. Um, and you know, I didn't really know how to build a website. I didn't really know anything about the business side of things. Um, what I wanted my voice to be my image, any of that. Um, so I really had to hone in on those things and figure out what was the message that I wanted to portray and how did I want to authentically put myself out there? Because the biggest thing with me is that the second I feel like I'm not being myself, I feel awkward. I, I don't feel good. Mm -hmm. I just, I don't feel good not being me. And so I needed to spend that time, that full year, just really honing in on what I wanted my business to be like and the message that I wanted to give to my clients, to anyone that I talked to in my social accounts, whatever I did, I wanted it to be real. And I don't want to be changing my opinion every five seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, so it took a while to grow the, to grow the actual foundation, but then about a year in, I started taking, I took on um, a couple clients who were friends And then I had one client who wasn't a friend, but who I um, coached just like, you know, you have to take clients at lower rates Mm -hmm. at the beginning. Um, So yeah, about a year and a half. Very cool. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. I feel like, and to your point, when, when you're finally doing what you're meant to do, I can totally see how that time would just completely fly by, Mm -hmm. right? Because you're so passionate and just, I'd imagine so much more fulfilled than you were with your older job. Yeah, definitely. The thing that did start to get frustrating was then as much as I appreciated the serving job, I was ready. Like Mm -hmm. after about a year, I was like, okay, I need, I got to figure out my exit plan because Mm -hmm. I want to do this full time and having to be here and serve 30 hours a week is taking away 30 hours that I could be putting into my business. And I just kept feeling like, oh, if I had those 30 hours, like what I could do. Yeah, that's a lot of time. That is a lot of time. Yeah. Yeah. So I I gradually started being able, as soon as I would take on a client here and there, and then I was able to drop my hours from like 35 to 30 to 25. So that was cool to like progress. Mm -hmm. And eventually I was down to like two, three shifts, which was the minimum that you could do. And I just couldn't really, I couldn't really handle it. Because I had too much going on. And so I ended up just, again, took another leap of faith and quit the serving job. So I've taken two leaps of faith. And that was scary because it's like, oh, my gosh, I'm no longer going to have a stable paycheck. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, when I did that, that honestly, that's kind of what I feel like manifestation is, is when you really, really want something and you, you put in all the work to get there. But then at some point you just kind of have to like manifest and just say, all right, this is going to happen. 
and I'm going to make this happen because I put everything in place for it to happen. I just have to trust myself, believe in myself. And as soon as I did, it was like all of a sudden client, boom, boom, boom. And then it was like, I was totally fine. I was making more money and doing better financially than I was with coaching and serving. So it really just taking that second leap and fully quitting to be able to take my business to the next level. And of course I'm still growing every single day and I still have way more goals and things that I want to do. Do you feel like there was a moment because I can relate to, you know, kind of when you're saying once you believed in yourself, like it started to happen. Did you have any strategies to kind of change your mindset or do you feel like it was a gradual thing or I don't know. Cause I'm just thinking for listeners out there, it'd be cool to have, some of your strategies for how you ultimately manifested your dream job? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it is, well, one, I early on when you are new, fairly new at something, you're starting your own business. It's very, very easy to play the comparison game. And yes, totally. Yes. <laughs> I love podcasts. They're my favorite thing in the world, but I listened to a few too many podcasts of nutritionists and people that were light years ahead of me, I felt like, mm-hmm. and that were killing it, making all this money and sounded so incredibly smart. And it was like, oh my God, I'm not smart enough. I don't know as much about nutrition. I'm, how am I going to get there? They have celebrity clients, blah, blah, blah. And it was like, their Instagram's amazing. I don't have, I can't afford a photographer like that. And so just a lot of comparing myself to where I thought I wanted to be. And so I think getting to the place where I switched my mindset from comparing them to using them as motivation mm-hmm. and, and it was like, okay, that's so cool that they came up with this idea. That's what they do. You know, what's my thing or, um, you know, maybe their thing is this, but that's not really me. Like I, that's not going to be my specialty and that's not really what I want to be good at. And they have five plus years experience on me and maybe I'll get to that place, but that's not really my goal. And just really getting honest with like what I wanted again, not what I think everybody else wants from a nutritionist or a health coach. It's like, what do I want? Like I want to help people like myself to break free of the yo-yo diet brain and the all or nothing mentality and the must work out an hour every single day um, in order to see results, Um, you know, can never get rid of headaches because it's just stress, quote unquote, or it's just a part of my life. Like I wanted to use my story and the things that I had been through and how I had helped myself grow to help those people that I connected with grow. And so I just needed to get really real with that and be like, what I have to offer is, is a lot and, and it's strong and I'll, I'll grow every single year, but I need to give myself a break. Mm -hmm. So I think giving myself a break and just immersing myself with positivity and people that, you know, made me feel really good about myself. I met a lot of other women that went to the same program as I did or other women in the wellness, um, kind of industry that were very supportive and we started doing wellness brunches together and collaborating and you know it's not about competing it's about collaborating yes technically a lot of my friends right now could be my competition but not for one second do I look at them that way because we are so different and there are enough clients for every single person um and all I want and is for my friends for the people that I love 
and look up to. I want everybody to succeed and be happy and to find bliss. And so um, I that would be like my, I guess, number one tip would just be like surround yourself with people who believe in you, who are constantly building you up, making you feel like you're so worthy and do a digital detox of anybody that you feel like you're comparing mm-hmm. yourself to in a negative way and just follow a ton of people that make you feel really, really good. Yeah, that's huge. I recently went through a digital detox and just unfollowed so many people that every time I would scroll Mm -hmm. through, I'd be like, oh, I'm not as skinny as her. Oh, I'm not as successful as her. Or like their Mm -hmm. marriage looks way better than mine. So that is huge. And I love that you said too that um, you wanted to be yourself and you wanted to portray that in your brand because I think you can definitely tell when people are just trying to make money or they're just trying to be this kind of idea of a person that's not really them deep down inside I mean I've had interactions with um, coaches that are like that and it it doesn't it doesn't help you want to work with them it makes Mm -hmm. you kind of shy away from them and um, like looking back I'm like wow that person is really struggling somehow you know maybe they're trying to figure out themselves I don't know but Um, It's definitely obvious when you're in that space um, because there are, you know, there are a lot of people out there, but the people who are themselves um, are the ones that stand out. Um, So let's talk about your business and what you're doing. So um, obviously I know what you're doing, but let's tell our listeners what your business is all about and what you do on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, so I guess maybe I should have started saying that I'm a health coach. We haven't. It's fine. Now they know. Yeah. <laughs> I never said that. Um, yeah, so I am a holistic health coach. And I mean, really, my philosophy is so simple. It's just looking at life from an undiet approach and just trying to work with everybody as the individual that they are to help them find balance and bliss in a life that can be very fast paced, it can be hard to find balance. And also, um, it can be really challenging to navigate the ever changing landscape of the wellness world and, and to not be, um, you know, kind of following whatever is on trend, which is generally a diet. So it's helping people break free of the diet mentality, but also find a way of eating and living that feels really, really good to them that they can maintain long term. So it's really about the long term a lifestyle that's not just like all or nothing. Um, so yeah, and I work mostly with women just because that's just who I, who tends to gravitate towards me and who I tend to gravitate towards myself. Um, yeah. And I mean, it's everything from, you know, weight release. Definitely people come to me with that being a goal, but generally it ends up being so much more than that. Um, you know, we focus on self care. We focus on, um, relationships, spiritual practices, um, setting boundaries with people, because that's huge. If you're not setting boundaries, then you're not really able to do the things that you want to do, eat the foods that you want to eat, um, feel the way that you want to feel. Um, so it really is such a holistic approach. I'm not going to tell someone to eat a specific diet and send them on their way because that is going to do absolutely nothing, but they make them feel restricted. Mm-hmm. Maybe they'll lose weight. Maybe their skin will clear up, but they're not going to be able to maintain it. Um, so really it's just about, you know, how do we work? How do I work with everyone and just really acknowledge that every single buddy, every single person has a different story and they all you know, need different things that maybe they didn't realize at first. So it's kind of like pulling that out and 
making them feel confident and um, comfortable sharing that with me so that I can support them in the best possible way. So empowering. I mean, like, how can, that's just amazing. Um, One word I'm hearing come up a lot is bliss. So Mm -hmm. I'm curious what that word means to you and to your clients. Yeah, um, I guess I will answer that, but what does it mean to you? I feel I feel like to me bliss means freedom because I've certainly had my own food struggles in the past so Mm -hmm. to me like living my bliss just means being free of all those food rules any restriction um just being happy (laughs) when when you boil it down that's such a good answer what about you um, so I feel like, bl- like when I hear the word bliss or when I see it, I'm a very visual person and when I see it, it's like, wow, that word is like strong, powerful. Cause like people can say like, yeah, I'm happy. I'm like, you know, I'm good today or whatever. But when people say they're in a place of bliss, I'm like, yeah. wow, they really like, <laughs> no one says they, that. It's not like, how are you today? Right. Blissful. You know yeah, what I exactly. mean? Like, like <laughs> it's such a great word and it's filled with so much positivity and energy. So I love that. That is the word for your business. Yeah, no, I love those answers. I mean, really bliss is whatever it means to you. Um, you know, when I think bliss, I think, If it's a vision that we're talking about, bliss to me is laying on a beach somewhere with the sun beating down, you know, holding Mm -hmm. a coconut in my hand with a little rum in the coconut, you know, with someone that I love, you know, I love to travel with my husband. So I think about him and just being sun kissed and running into the ocean and snorkeling and, and just being, like you said, free. And so, and it is that freedom and really to me it's just being unapologetically you like if you are able to be you then that's bliss that's freedom I mean there's so many times in my past that I remember saying I just feel like I can't be myself around that person Mm -hmm. or I can't be myself in this relationship or I'm putting on some weird person in these social situations that I don't even know who I am I'm just trying to please everybody Mm and so many of my clients are people pleasers and I don't mean that in a negative way I mean like they're caretakers they care so deeply about other people that they end up putting everyone else's needs in front of their own and and so to me, bliss is just being you unapologetically and feeling super good about it. And it's not like you're going to be blissful all the time. Just <laughs> right. <laughs> like, but it is, you know, more times than not, you feel really good. And I can, I can honestly say I now feel blissful a lot of the time. And I didn't feel that way for many years. So, yeah, hopefully that answers your question. Yeah, oh, totally. That's amazing. That was That's goals. Know. You know, <laughs> serious goals. Um, so it's interesting because Jess um, mentioned earlier that a lot of her clients go to her for weight loss and then they ended up finding something else that, you know, kind of the root of um, what was going on. And that definitely happened for me. So I'm just going to tell my little success Let's story. Let's hear it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I met or found Jess through her mom, Candice, yeah. um, who is amazing as well. And we'll be talking to her too. But um, so found just that way and um, had a, my first kind of consultation with her 
Um, and we just asked me all these questions, asked me kind of what I had been through, my story, um, where I want, where I saw myself, where I wanted to be, my goals, all of that. So we went through all of that and I was like, so I put on this weight, I like want to lose, you know, this, this many pounds and I want to be able to fit in these clothes and blah, blah, blah. Like it was all centered around weight. Um, and it was very, I was still in that kind of obsessive phase. So, um, then I started working with Jess and, um, each week she asked me to do, to write down three intentions. So a couple of them were meditation or going for walks or taking time to work out, finding a workout routine. Cause that was a huge thing for me as well. I was kind of stuck in a rut with what I was doing. Um, and it's crazy cause we've been working, I think we've been working together for six months or so. I don't know, something like that. Um, but we had this really great conversation yesterday um, and just kind of asked what has changed and how I feel now. And it's so crazy because now if you were to ask me what my goals are, I would never mention, you know, I want to lose 20 pounds. Like I want to, you know, be this size. Right now, my goal is just to maintain this feeling of positive energy. Mm -hmm. um, and I just feel so much better. And like you said, it's freedom you feel much more free and obviously there's much to learn still and a lot more work to do but I mean it's insane and not I don't think like maybe we mentioned food a few times just because of you know recipes and different things I was trying out but the conversations were never like okay what did you eat this week mm -hmm. and like how many how much fat did you consume how much protein it was never that conversation it was always like, okay, how did you feel after you... How did you feel? Right. That's how did amazing. you feel? And, yeah. you know, like, how are you feeling today? And what was your meditation like? And, you know, and if for some reason I didn't, you know, hit all my goals or intentions, it was fine. Like, I just didn't yell at me. It was slap on the wrist. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like, all right, well, you know, you still have, you know, other things to work on. And I get that you have a life and you have a job. And so it's just been very eye-opening and like heart opening open my heart yeah <laughs> no, seriously I feel like I mean I obviously knew you about a year ago mm -hmm. but even I noticed such a huge difference I feel like you've opened up you know, know. <laughs> I'm gonna Not start a cold crying person anymore. <laughs> oh that's so that's so powerful I love to hear that that you noticed that about Becky too uh, mm -hmm. Megan because it really is, you know, it sounds cliche sometimes, but like you have to take care of yourself first before you can take care of other people. When you show up as the best version of yourself, the people around you start to show up as better versions of themselves too. Yeah. And you start to really bring out their good qualities and they feel more open to be themselves around you. And that's something that, I mean, I was telling you this yesterday, but I think you've just tuned in so well to your body and you you know what feels good, what doesn't feel so good. And you're not just doing things just to go through the motions because you've read that you should eat this or exercise this way in order to get these results. You're like, no, like that doesn't really work for me. So I actually shouldn't, I don't want to do that right now, but this is what's really working for me. Or maybe I give you a suggestion and you find out that, you know, I think one of the things that we had talked about was like journaling, mm -hmm. um, and you had found out that it was better at night for you. Yep. Wasn't, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I remember that was just very intuitive because it's like, 
for me personally, I love to journal first thing in the morning. But Becky was saying she realizes she needs a little bit more time to wake up. But at night, it's really nice for her to end her day that way. So I think it's really amazing that you've become so in tune with your body in such a short amount of time. And just the happiness and positivity that exudes from you is very noticeable. Um, And it's just so special. And I just feel so lucky to be a part of that journey. And I know, you know, my mom, who I she is a hormone health educator, which is why, you know, Becky had met with her to test her hormones. And then my mom and I work together. So that way I'm able to help her clients stay accountable to their sort of hormone balancing action plan, which is some natural supplements, but it's also lifestyle changes and and focusing on self-care and all those things. And so I think it's just like, it really is like that cumulative everything. Like you've taken bits of what you learned from working with my mom and things from what we've talked about, but then really gone out on your own and implemented and found out new ways of living that have really kind of filled you up too. So, I mean, I just want to appreciate and acknowledge you for all those changes. Well, thank you. That's so nice. Of course. You're amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. And I can tell- <laughs> Megan, I can tell you're amazing too. And I, she is. I- she is. <laughs> I know, but now I'm like, I think I need to work with Jess because who do. knows what's <laughs> untapped? You know what I mean? Seriously, like things come up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Amazing. I have chills over here. Yeah. Becky's tearing up a I little know, bit. We're having a moment. <laughs> I would have chills too if it wasn't so hot and humid. Uh, yeah, I can imagine. Um, that's so cool. So, what kind of what tips would you give someone who is stuck in this place who doesn't really know what to do are there you know like a few steps they can take that are not too crazy but things they can do right now to kind of get them to that space of bliss yeah I mean I really feel like it it could sound like oh easier said than done but just to really meditate into what it means to remove the need to be perfect Mm -hmm. and say goodbye to the all or nothing mentality because it does not work. I don't think in the history of diets has it once worked. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, it really, it's not like a tip, like drink more water Mm -hmm. or do this, but it's, it really is just a lifestyle tip, a way of thinking. Um, you know, you don't have to be perfect. Perfect isn't a thing. If you can make small changes every single day and just layer on those changes as you go, they are going to add up and they're going to last a whole lot longer than if you try to overnight overhaul your entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, so just starting really small. So if it's, you know, you know, maybe thinking in terms of categories, like, okay, what's one small change that I can make tomorrow to improve how I feel um, physically, you know, What's small, one small step that I can take to improve how, you know, my relationship with exercise. Mm -hmm. And I know, um, yeah, I mean, a lot of people that I talk to, including myself, they work out five, six, seven times a week, super intense workouts, killing themselves. They're super anxious about it. They don't really enjoy their workouts and they're not really seeing results. And so one kind of major but good positive easy swap out you can do for physical movement is committing to only partaking in forms of movement that you enjoy 
and just stopping anything that makes you feel anxious or stressed or nervous. Um, because if you can enjoy your workouts, then you're not, first of all, you're not spiking your cortisol, which is your stress hormone. And if you go into a workout stressed out and you're spiking your cortisol levels, then you're hanging on to belly fat. And that's the whole reason that you're probably there in the first place. So it kind of mitigates, um, the effects of doing it in the first place. So just, I always say commit to 30 days of only forms of movements that you enjoy. So that would be one tip. Um, as far as food goes, I mean, start with small swaps. If you feel like you're weighed down and you're exhausted every day and you're craving sugar and you're craving carbs at three o'clock, well, maybe, maybe you do need to swap out some of those carbs for things that are going to fuel you and give you more energy. But instead of going cold turkey and just never eating pasta again, try something like zucchini noodles with a cashew cream sauce and shrimp. Or instead of a pizza, try like the cauliflower um, pizza crust with, you know, some good high quality organic cheese or vegan cheese and tons of roasted veggies and just really fill up on, on foods that give you that same sort of feeling. Um, you know, don't try to go cold Turkey and not eat anything that resembles a cookie. I don't believe in that mentality, but, um, yeah, just find swap outs for the things that you love and then save the, you know, decadent pastas and the drinks and things like that for the restaurants or the social gatherings or the places that you really want to enjoy them and don't feel guilty about it. Just do it and feel great and grateful. Such good advice. I really love the movement tip because I definitely have been there with thinking I need to be doing HIIT training every single day of the week mm -hmm. and having this fear that, oh, well, if I stop, what does that mean? Like, am I going to look so different if I stop doing this now? And it's kind of like this vicious cycle. But um, I don't know. In the past, like, sorry, what was what was that? Do you do that now? No, and that's what I was going to say. So in the past, like, year or so, I've been, you know, just maybe walking for half an hour when I just don't feel like it. And I look exactly <laughs> the right. same. You know what <laughs> I mean? So it's just, like, taking the pressure off has been huge for me in my routine. That's wonderful. And do you enjoy your movements now, like the walking and whatever you do for exercise? Yeah, because I feel like it clears my head as opposed to, like – I never, it sounds silly, but I used to make myself run all the time and I never like stopped to look around. <laughs> so like now yeah. that it's summer out and like flowers are blooming and the trail is all green, like it's just so nice to stop and just appreciate stuff mm -hmm. for a second. Yeah. yeah. And, and then it's like, you're not just working out in a gym, but you're also um, getting the benefits of vitamin D, which is really good for mood and and, and even weight loss and sleep and all those things. And then you're getting the kind of benefits of meditation because meditation doesn't have to mean sitting cross-legged on the floor, um, yeah. listening to an app. It could be just breathing in and out, acknowledging the sounds in nature, looking at the trees, the birds, whatever it is. So you're meditating, you're getting vitamin D, you're, you're happy, so those feel-good hormones are being released. So it's just so much more than just the exercise itself. Yes, 100%. One thing that I'm curious, so we, we mentioned briefly that you work closely with your mom. I'm mm -hmm. curious if you love it, if you've had any struggles with that, because I'm super close with my mom, but I think working with someone is just a completely different situation. Um, so interested to hear how you found that. Yeah. 
Um, it is honestly, I have to pinch myself almost daily that I get to work with my Aww. mom. And she's so cool. I, she's <laughs> so cool. She's so cool. I know. And um, she, yeah, she's just so inspirational to so many people. And it's like to this day when I hear her speak, I just am mind blown with her wealth of knowledge. Um, but yeah, so she anyone who doesn't know but her she has a business called your hormone balance so she helps women and men test their hormones via saliva which is a very accurate way of testing hormone levels um so she'll test hormone levels and you know provide women with a rebalancing action plan that's filled with natural herbs and um you know food suggestions and exercise and lifestyle and it has nothing to do with a prescription pill um, and she just really gets to the root and, and helps people find hope and to realize that it's, it's not your fault. Like you're not crazy. Your hormones, you know, are out of balance. And so, um, yeah, it's been so great that she, you know, stopped working at her job at this hormone testing lab and started her own practice around the exact same time that I went to school at IIN. Wow when I came out, it was like, oh my gosh, this is such a natural, perfect fit. People come to you, they talk to you about their hormones, they get these incredible recommendations, and then they come to me, and we have a package, which is a weight management package, so I think that's how Becky and I started talking, and and then they get an hour with me, so I kind of give them tips and tricks um, related to food and lifestyle and exercise, and then a lot of those people will choose to work with me for three or six months afterwards. And so it's so awesome because the whole time, not only do I get to work with my mom, but when I'm working with the clients, if they have hormone-related questions, I get to refer back to her. And um, we just did an event um, called the Gorgeous for Good. It was like a mini wellness retreat in LA. And it was the first time that we did an event together and my mom spoke at it and my sister and I manned the booth and we got to just really talk to so many different women and just see the energy that, you know, kind of was in the room after she spoke and now my sister is full-time working for your hormone balance and so I get to work with her as well and we just are constantly coming up with ideas and she works with me about two days a week for my home office and we just have so many ideas for the future things that we want to do and so I honestly we get along so well it's crazy because I think with family I mean the way that we've always operated especially my sister and I, is if there's a problem, we just lay it out there right away. Mm-hmm. We get really snarky with each other for about five minutes. <laughs> yep. And then and we're over it. And so, yeah. And then my sister and my mom work more closely together and they just have like such a great partnership. So it's, in, it's incredible. And I mean, I don't know when or if I should go into this, but we're also starting a group coaching course together. Yes. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about that, that for there. sure. It sounds amazing. Yeah, so we decided that we, you know, I love my one-on-ones, but, and she loves her one-on-ones, but there's, you know, only two of us and a lot of information to share and we're so passionate and we love to bring communities together of women because it's just so powerful. And so we decided to start this group coaching course. It's, um, you know, I started, I launched the course, so it's under the Body Bliss by Dress name. Um, because, um, it basically is right now we have August and September courses open for 
um, the early bird rate. Mm -hmm. And each course is four weeks and each course will have a different topic, but the name of the course is four weeks to balance and bliss. So it incorporates both of our names and the first August course is how to nourish your body to balance your hormones. And then September will be how self-care can change your body for good. So in both courses, you get two 90-minute sessions with me. You get um, an hour-long session with my mom who will delve into hormones. And um, you get a Q&A with her as well, which is really amazing. And then um, you get two guest speakers that change monthly to fit the topic. So to fit the theme. So the first month we'll have Lauren Breeding of Detox Me Tuesday and she'll help people um, learn how to switch to safer products um, because when you're using a lot of non-toxic or sorry, a lot of toxic products, makeups, you know, body washes, household cleaners, you actually can um, interfere with your hormones um, and your endocrine system. So she really helps you kind of switch to safer in an easy um, step-by-step way. And then the other speaker is Candace Puthawala, who's a dear friend of mine as well. She's the creator of the sugar-free beauty bar chocolates. And so good. I know so good. you, you guys tried them, right? Yeah. So good. I have it. Yeah. I don't I think Megan to. has. I have some at home. Oh, okay. we'll <laughs> yeah. We'll send you some. They're sugar-free. They have adaptogens, collagen. She left a 20 year career in fashion that burned up her adrenals. Um, and a lot of other things. So she has a, an amazing story to tell about how she balanced her hormones by leaving her job, becoming a plant-based chef, a holistic health coach, oh. and starting this kind of sugar-free chocolates because she couldn't find um, sugar-free chocolates that tasted good um, and that were healthy. So we have these incredible speakers, and I'll be there. I'll be your coach. You know, it's um, we'll be really focusing on how to find that balance, how to find that bliss in a way that's not restrictive, that doesn't involve calorie counting or macro tracking. And then my mom will be there every month that we have the course, she will always be there. So she, you'll always get an hour with her, but you know, what she talks about will kind of be more geared towards whatever the theme is. And so you'll get to learn so much about what she does. And then, um, yeah. And then there'll be like a private Facebook support group so we can build this community and, and hopefully, you know, all the women in the course can kind of help support each other and, and, um, you know, become friends. So yeah, I'm, I'm really, really excited about it. Um, I, I can't wait to do it. I think it's just, it's the next step in, you know, kind of collaborating with each other and helping more people. Yeah, totally. That's so cool. And I love that it's a different topic every month because then you're not hearing the same things over, over and, over and over again. Yeah. Um, and very relevant topics too. I mean, both of those things are super important and I think a lot of people are seeking answers. So having that available as a group coaching yeah. session yeah. is so cool. So yeah, excited and for you. in September we have Rachel – um, recharge is the name of her um, business, but she throws um, wellness retreats and events for women. And she's also, um, you know, kind of a self care junkie. And she's just so such an incredible light in my life. And so she'll be teaching about the importance of self care. And then um, we also have a dating and relationships coach, um, Carla Romo, who's another good friend of mine. And, um, you know, she really believes that self care is so incredibly important in a healthy relationship. So just bringing in so many different ways of thinking, but just women that I feel like 
are so inspirational and have so much valuable um, knowledge to share. So I'm so excited to give them a platform and that they've wanted to, you know, be a part of it too. Congratulations. Yeah, seriously. I'm sure that that's been in the works for an extremely long time and it sounds absolutely amazing. So congrats. Thank you. Yeah. And early bird, um, early bird will be up for a while. So make sure you get on that because it's $1.99 for the course for, for the four weeks, which is, I really tried to make it so that it could be affordable to everyone. So get in on that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. We'll link it in our show notes for sure. So everybody cool. can find it. Um, and speaking of relationships that you just brought up, I want to ask you about how you balance your marriage and all of your business Ooh, endeavors. Cause I think sometimes it gets hard. It does. Even with yeah. the podcast, I'm like, I feel like I never see my husband <laughs> <I know>. nowadays. <laughs> yeah, we're like, what husband? Yeah. <laughs> no, we're actually pretty good about it. Um, we're fortunate because he's also an entrepreneur. It's pretty funny, but he is, um, his career is not funny, but our careers together are funny because he's a mixologist and I am a health coach. So perfect match made in heaven. Yeah, yin and yang. Um, but he is like a an incredible um mixologist, bar consultant. Um, you know, works on a lot of different projects here in LA, and then um, is starting up a new Spanish restaurant coming soon too. And so his hours are very um are different. So he he usually doesn't go in you know until like three or four. So he is gone a lot of times when I'm, you know, at night. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now that I'm home full-time working, we do get to see each other in the day. So at least we get to say hi and kind of catch up on our day. And, um, but our biggest thing is planning things to look forward to. So date nights, but not this typical, just go out to dinner every Saturday night. I feel like that gets pretty mundane. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. We always try to think of like this Saturday, we're going to ride our bikes to Manhattan beach, which is, um, I'm not sure how many miles I'm really bad with miles, but it's probably about a 40, 45 minute bike ride. Um, so we're going to ride our bikes and go get some lunch and we don't know what, but just kind of frolic around at the beach down there. And then, um, there's been other times where we have venture. We love to check out new parts of the city. So we'll venture to a different part. And, um, like one weekend we checked out this, Mexican market called Olvera Street and it's a street that's full of just beautiful Mexican artwork and blankets and really just incredible music and so we just spend a lot of time kind of treasure hunting there and then we love to go to thrift stores together and Josh is always looking for amazing glassware for his cocktails mm. and I'm always looking for like dishes and things like that for my food pick that's so, so cool. yeah and so we love to just get really creative or we love to go wine tasting favorite things in Paso Robles so we always try to plan that every three months we have a place that we always stay and um, we just try to get really creative last weekend we went and did an unplug meditation together for the first time and then went to the beach and got seafood at this little seafood shack so we just always even when things get crazy if we know we're not going to see each other for a couple weeks or have really good time we make sure to plan something um that's fun and different that's awesome. Mm-hmm. I feel like I need I need to plan some more exciting things because I think we just go out to dinner or even more recently we yeah. we say we're going to go out to dinner, but then we have like all these meals we want to try at home, which is fun. But I also think there's something to be said about like removing yourself mm-hmm. from your normal 
routine apartment place where you live. Um, It brings you closer together, I think, because when you're doing the same thing over and over again, it feels very routine. And you kind of just don't like when you're out doing something new together or you're learning a new skill or you're doing something uncomfortable, you're laughing, you have stuff to talk about, like new things to talk about. Mm -hmm. And you see that person in a different light. And I think that that's really attractive. And so I think, you know, people always say how they're happiest when they're on vacation with their significant other, but why not recreate that when you're home? So, so I think so true. you can do that. You can do that. You can reignite the flame, the spark, whatever. But if you're constantly just making dinner at home and watching Netflix, yeah, that's fun. But you're not really, I don't really think you're maybe keeping the flame as hot as it could be potentially. Yeah. You're not really connecting if you're just yeah. watching a show. Yeah. And that's the yeah. problem where, like, I feel like we default to that. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Totally. Like, we're always, like, we're going to eat at home and we'll, like, go to this space and put our phones away. And, like, we have all these lofty goals. And mm-hmm. I feel like it always – we just watch yeah. a movie, like, you actually, know? Actually, I'm too tired to yeah, do that. Exactly. So. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, we do that a lot, too. But that's why we always try to come up with things that are different so that we don't really feel so bad for the times that we are mm-hmm. Netflix and chilling. Yes. Right. <laughs> You guys seem to be a very um, kind of experimental too, which I, I love to see. Yeah, yeah. We like to do a lot of stuff together and we like just being together. I mean, I think that helps a lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah. And we, I mean, I think we both grew up in families that were doing stuff all the time, trying new things and being in uncomfortable situations. And so I think that's a nice thing that we learned from our parents is to never be afraid of things um, and just put yourself out there. So that's been yeah. – it, it, and it does really help. It, I mean, every time we do something new or different, we come back and we're on the way home and we're chatting and it's like, oh, like, now I want to do this and we have all these crazy ideas. <laughs> but, like, some of those ideas are some of our best ideas. Um, yeah. And so yeah. it's so cool to kind of ignite that creativity when well, trying something new. I've been saying new. that um, the music festival oh, – I know. <laughs> it's like life changing, which is so cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I know. Yeah. It was so great. And just, I, like I told both of you that I was very apprehensive about going and the fact that we were able to go together and it was us and we had the time of our lives mm-hmm. um, was just, it was very cool. Seriously. Yeah. And I, and I think it's just such a good reminder. Like you said to me yesterday, just to, continue to say yes to things, try new things mm-hmm. and not, you know, maybe not go in with judgment right off the bat mm-hmm. um, and just say, you know what, let me give it a try. If you don't like it, fine. Just don't do it again. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Cause I'm always the one who's like, I don't know about this. You know <laughs> what I mean? I'm like, so in my routine. So I think it's important to yeah. mix it up. Absolutely. Yeah. Just take that leap in all aspects of life. And I really truly feel that magic is on the other side like I always say fear equals freedom like there is freedom on the other side of fear so another great one man I know. so good I know. these one-liners I know we have so many options for our out of a book of quotes <laughs> <Seriously>. <laughs> yeah. they're so good though I know. 
Um, so we've talked a lot about self-care. So tell us about your self-care routine and what you do on a daily basis or weekly basis. Sure. Um, so self-care is incredibly important to me. I feel like I didn't really even know what that meant um, when I was working at that entertainment firm, um, which really, truly, I don't even know what I did for myself, but except for drink. But um, yeah, I think now it's so so ingrained in my day and it changes all the time depending on, and I think that's another important message is don't feel like cause you have a self care routine now that's going to be the self care routine for me, for you two months from now, or even a month from now, you can always switch it up. But for me right now, I love to wake up and just, I use my phone to wake me up, but then I leave it in my room and I guess just go and journal whatever's on my brain. I just kind of let it out on paper and whether or not it's positive or negative, I just let it all out. And then I seal it with gratitude or something I'm excited about for the day or something I want to do. And then I read at least a chapter in whatever book I'm reading. So right now, I just got done with A Tribe Called Bliss by Lori Harder, which I highly recommend. I whizzed through that book. And then now I'm reading Food, What the Heck Should I Eat by Mark Hyman, which if you want a book filled with knowledge... Um, definitely so, so, oh my gosh, incredible. So I'm reading about a chapter of that every morning, taking notes because there's a lot of information. And then, um, I always get in some form of movement. So I live pretty close to my gym. So I like to ride my bike to the gym, sometimes with Josh, sometimes by myself. And I usually lift weights or I go for a swim, like 30 minutes, nothing crazy. And then um, or I go to like a base camp is my only circuit training class that I found that I love. So I do that sometimes I went this morning and then, um, yeah. And then, you know, I get back and I do work, um, for the rest of the day, but I always take breaks throughout the day. So right before I talked, got on here, I was giving myself that 15 minutes of vitamin D. So I just was laying in the sun with my matcha and just kind of breathing in and out. Oh, um, yeah. Tonight, (laughs) I'm going to – this is not normal. I don't do this every week, but tonight I'm going to go get a Thai massage because I found a place that's really close to my apartment, and it's only $40 if you pay cash, and they get amazing reviews. Um, And my back's been really sore. I think I might have tweaked it doing something. So, um, yeah, I decided, you know, it's just kind of in the moment. What do I need to feel blissful and to be productive? And to go into all my client calls with the best positive attitude, just super excited to talk to them. So it varies. I like to try different things. I mean, self-care for me a lot of the times is just getting outside, going to the beach, um, riding my bike, like I said, um, trying out things that might be kind of weird or or nerve-wracking, but like uh, the infrared saunas, or I just did like an urban sweat lodge the other day, so... I think just, oh my gosh, it's crazy. I (laughs) don't think I would do it again. Although I think for some people it's incredible. It's incredibly detoxing. You basically go in and they give you clothes to change into. And then you're in somewhat of like a sleeping bag and you can watch TV while you lay there and they have water next to you. And they basically heat it up to up to 150 degrees. Whoa. Oh my gosh. (laughs) That is hot. (laughs) It is really hot. And the last 15 minutes are the hottest. And that's supposedly the point at which you get the most benefit. 
so from detoxing and um yeah it's pretty incredible the last 15 minutes they come and they put a lavender cold compress on your head and they tell you your heart's gonna start speeding up but that's a good sign and then you're done and you're just drenched in sweat and you feel disgusting and then they put you in this um, relaxation room and they give you orange wedges for the vitamin C and they give you salted nuts to replenish minerals and yeah I mean for me it was a little too intense I think a lot of people really really enjoy it there's people that have memberships and they love just to get all the gunk out and it's mm -hmm. supposed to be really good for weight loss really good for detoxing you know for clearing out anything any blockages um for muscle fatigue I mean it's there's a lot of benefits to it, but I loved that we tried it. We did it on Father's Day with my dad who was in town, oh, but I just think for me, it's like, I'm so much about listening to what feels good. And I just, even if the benefits are there, I just didn't feel like it was something I could really do a lot of the time and enjoy. I would definitely faint in that, <laughs> in that space. Yes. <laughs> Judging by your morning, <laughs> I don't know if that would be the best choice. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But I mean, that is a form of self-care yeah, for me. Yeah, that's awesome. Trying different things. Um, yeah, sometimes I do like bubble baths with candles. Just really depends. And honestly, I know that you're not maybe supposed, a lot of people say you're not supposed to watch TV before bed, but there are a few nights a week where I absolutely have to, love to, totally. want to yeah, watch same. The Real Housewives. Exactly. Yeah. 100%. You're speaking yeah. our language. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to stop. I have half <laughs> the Bachelor, the Bachelorette to watch tonight left on Hulu. And that is something I look forward to. It relaxes me. And it, it doesn't give me troubles with my sleep at all. If you mm -hmm. have troubles with your sleep watching TV right before bed, then reevaluate. But for me, it calms me down. It makes me feel happy. And, me too. and then I go in my room with my Himalayan salt lamp and just kind of like relax, put some peppermint oil on my head and go to sleep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think it's so important that people understand that it's seriously whatever works for you. It's not yeah. what's what works for somebody else isn't going to necessarily work for you, and maybe some parts will, but you mm -hmm. can't. I mean, I think I got stuck in that rut for a while. I was following a bunch of people that I'm like, okay, she went through the same thing that I did, So, and then she did this, which made her feel better, and now she's doing great. So if I do those things, then I will be the exact same way. Mm -hmm. And it's like it does not work like yeah. that. And I also feel no. like, too, like just needing to be in an office right now from like 8 to – let's say six every mm -hmm. single day like there's only so much time so I think to your point earlier of not being all or nothing and just working in like the 10 minute walk outside or you know making myself breakfast before I actually leave for the day so I can take a moment to enjoy it and not just shovel oatmeal into my mouth mm -hmm. <laughs> at work yeah. you know just taking those small moments throughout the day has been huge but there's some days I forget, you know, right. so it's yeah. tough. Yeah. I mean, I think it, if you do forget to, you know, just take, you know, even just five minutes to get up out of your desk, walk around, go outside, you know, listen to a podcast, um, while you eat your lunch, um, take your lunch away from distractions and just focus on your breathing and looking at the food and acknowledging what you're eating and, and appreciating it because that time just goes by so quickly if we're not aware. Mm -hmm. And then an hour later, we're wanting something sweet or we're, you know, looking around for something else or we're just not present 
and we're stressed and we're, you know, counting down the hours until we get to leave work. But I think, yes, we all have to work and maybe we don't all love our jobs, but if you can find moments in the day that you do love, it makes it a lot easier. Mm-hmm. That's so true on the eating point because it's like really bad, but there's been so many times where now I'm like doing work mm-hmm. after work on my laptop and eating and then like checking Instagram, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, it, and then I look down and my food's gone and I'm like, mm-hmm. where did that go? Did I even <laughs> eat? Yeah. 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 It's so true. When you, when your body, when you eat too quickly, first of all, and then when you don't really register what you eat, your body doesn't really have time to send the signals that it needs to, to the brain. So, um, you know, you have different hormones, hunger hormones, leptin and ghrelin and ghrelin is the hormone that, you know, communicates to your body that you're hungry. And leptin is the satiety hormone that's supposed to come in and say, Hey, I'm full. But when you eat too quickly, it's just ghrelin just keeps getting released and leptin never has the chance to come up and say, Hey, I'm full. Mm -hmm. Um, so you're just not giving it time. Um, so, that's another reason to kind of slow down and just chew and enjoy and just, you know, you might find that you're fuller quicker and you don't really need all of the food or that if you do, you, you know, are actually enjoying every single bite. So you feel so much more satisfied when you're done and you're not feeling a sense of hunger afterwards. So you're not craving something to go along with it. What's like a trend that you see a lot of your clients come to you with that they're like, okay, I've been doing this. This is what I've heard is good. That's like totally false. Um, hmm, that's a good question. I mean, calorie counting. Mm, yeah, mm-hmm. that's yeah. Huge. Calorie counting is probably the most popular. Mm-hmm. Um, just deprivation diets, honestly. Um, juice cleanses, which I am not a fan of at all. Um, that's come up on every single yeah, one of our podcasts. Funny. Everyone's anti anti yeah. juice cleanse, mm-hmm. which is good. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I just don't know how people do it. I've I've tried. I mean, back in my diet days, of course I've tried everything, but it's I mean you just it's a it's um insulin overload, like sugar spikes all day long, crashing and it's just it's not satiating. There's no protein, there's very little fiber. Um, so I mean it just it, again, if you enjoy it and it's working for you, I mean, great. But I just feel like most people aren't doing it because they're loving it. It's mm-hmm. because it is a trend. Um, so, yeah, I mean, calorie counting just grinds my gears because it just, oh, it's so obsessive. Mm-hmm. And it's like this number, these numbers that we get so obsessed with on the scale, on the measurements, like we're so obsessed with numbers. And the numbers are really what leads to sort of this kind of, restrictive mentality of and also we kind of equate our value to the value of you know whatever number we hit which just isn't fair totally yeah it's uh, it's it's just like so arbitrary right. you know what I mean like who decided that this number of pounds on a scale is the right one mm-hmm. I don't know it's just yeah. like weird when you think about it yeah 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 and it's you know with the scale it's like you step on the scale that scale has the ability to make or break your day. Mm-hmm. It totally does. And it's just not, it's not right. It's, and it doesn't really do anything for us. I mean, we know when we feel our best, it's never a number on the scale. It's how we feel in our clothes. It's how we feel out in the world. It's how we feel with our friends. It has nothing to do with the number on the scale. The scale just perpetuates these negative feelings and 
provide puts you know unrealistic goals and standards in our head and makes us feel like either we're good or we're bad and I feel the same way with calorie counting either we're good or we're bad and that's you know food is not moral and it doesn't make you good or bad it's they're just choices Mm -hmm. so I think anything that just kind of makes you feel a certain way um is not conducive to positive lasting change for sure. Well, I think that's so true. such a good note to end on. I know. I we feel could like talk for hours, but. <laughs> yeah, we really could. But unfortunately, we're out of time. Um, but thank you so much, Jess, for this. This was absolutely amazing. Exceeded all of my expectations. It was oh, awesome. And where can people find you? And especially yes. if they're interested in the um, group, the group coaching that you were mentioning. Yeah. So they can find me bodybliss.com and then the group coaching there's a group coaching tab so they can find the group coaching course that way um they can click to read about the course and then they can select august and september separately to read about each one of those um and then for instagram it's bodyblissbyjess and facebook is the same so yeah and then my email is jess at bodyblissbyjess.com so all pretty easy to remember and i would love to connect with each and every one of you Perfect. And thank you, ladies, so much. You're just both such a light. So I really appreciate you inviting me on. Yeah, anytime. Thank I feel you. like we're going to need a part two eventually. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm game. Cool. For sure. Um, well, thank you, everyone, for joining us this week. We're so excited that you're here so grateful for you we wouldn't be here without you so thank you um you can find us at detox and chill podcast on instagram as well as detox and chill podcast.com you can find me at best friend beck you can find me at musings by megan and don't forget to rate and review it really helps us um and we read every single one and cry so seriously cry every (laughs) cry of happiness (laughs) (laughs) all right thanks guys for listening see you next week bye